Fine. Welcome back to The Trade. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot. Yeah, and like always, thank you guys again for the continued support, the continued engagement, and the hashtag BananaCats. How are you, Drew? I'm good, G. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited to jump into this week's podcast. Yeah, I uh, I think this one's going to be a little little short, but uh, I kind of just wanted to talk about the last two previous episodes, just because uh, it's a weird call. And uh, like we stated before, it's one of the more PG out of all of them, but it really does show a dark side of even the most PG of these type of characters. Yeah, and that they exist, that they are definitely real and will talk to kids this way. It just It's mind-boggling, and some people, I think, have a hard time grasping it, that this is actually, like, real. It's, it is, definitely. And what's crazy is after we put out these episodes, someone named Harry messaged the page and said, Hi, I'm a self-confessed adult baby P-word. Like, he admitted he's a weirdo. And said, you can always do a post on me. And, of course, like, what I didn't see the message yet, but he continued to send pictures. And then he said, that is me. And it's him in, you know, diaper. And then even one of them, he's wearing, like, a bra. And he said, would you be willing to expose me? And it, it's just kind of taunting. It's just kind of like, nee, 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 type stuff. Like, I saw you talking about this and someone's going to... <laughs> trying to it's bold. get a post, it's to, it, yeah, but did it, they did they just want to post though? Is that what they're asking? Like, expose me, make a post about me. Like, it's kind of taunting, right? It's very taunting, and it's kind of a sad reflection of the state of our society that like these guys feel like they can just do that. You know? Yeah. The more that we talk about things like this, <laughs> the crazier things we get. Definitely. One other thing I wanted to bring up. Next week, we're going to release another one of these chats. And it's actually an older phone call from our first episode. I This one's going to be a lot more dark. Depending on which one we release, we have a few calls from him. Um, You're talking about Ken, right? Yeah, yeah. And these these ones, Gina is just absolutely amazing, and I mean, she literally sounds like a teenager. It's man, the calls with Ken and the things he would talk about, like the cardboard little house, the the Netflix uh, thing with the KKK and his dad, and there's just so much in those conversations his admittance he admitted to being in prison for hurting his wife's best friend yeah he's uh he's another one that's just so almost like the guy that sent you the message it's almost like they're proud they're proud of how depraved they are it's weird yeah and it's scary and there's a lot of a lot of people just like them. So something people probably wonder is like how I feel talking to these guys. And specifically in the conversation in the last two episodes, how I felt with that is numb. I think at this point I'm very numb 
to everything. Like nothing surprises me at this point. And it's just not shocking. I'm numb to it. It doesn't bother me. And if it does bother me, I'm able to talk to people like Drew or other people like Taryn or Jared or Jesse, Jenna, like my friends, and be able to get stuff off my chest. But it doesn't linger with me unless like somebody admits that they really hurt a real child and they're not caught yet. Like that lingers with me. But these, like the diaper guy talking about stuff he likes, that kind of stuff doesn't linger with me. It doesn't bug me. It's just like, whoa, you're weird and move on. And I know that people like that exist. And I guess it's like weird knowing that people like that exist. But that's about it. Yeah, I think that if you haven't heard these type of calls before, next week's episode, this is it's a, it's a much more dark situation because I, I would call him evil. He's, he's an evil man. Like, I, I don't know how else to go around it. And the devil comes in many forms, like they say, and he's I think he's one of them. He's the kind of guy that sounds like he is easily triggered and would hurt you. Yeah, I've always I've never asked you that, but I've always got that impression from the uh, the calls that I have listened to. Yeah, like he definitely hurt someone in real life, for like not agreeing with them or not listening or something. Yeah, and, and he's uh, very aggressive. He's very aggressive. He's very vulgar, especially when you put into context that he thinks he's talking to, mm. uh, I don't know, Gina's had birthdays as this decoy, <laughs> so I don't know how old she is now at this point, but starting very young, very young teenager. I think your decoy character would be, what, like 16 now or something? Yeah. Talked to him for a long time. He's, uh... we'll give a lot more detail after you guys listen. We'll take questions and stuff like that. And it's hard to get someone like him caught because if you guys have heard of jurisdiction, it's very hard to get jurisdiction on these guys if you're not in the same area. So, like, he's, I don't want to expose too much, but he's in a certain area and we're far away. So, unless he comes to me and we talk in my town or I go to him and we talk in his town and then expose him, then he can get charged. But if I just... With no real victim and just him telling these stories and a story where he already went to prison and, you know, it just shows that he has like a paper trail, but there's no real victim right now today that he's admitted to. So cops are not going to go knocking on his door. We have to get jurisdiction. And for example, if you still don't know what that means, Jeffrey Kristinot. Oh. We caught him and he admitted to the R word with a, a minor and he didn't get charged for meeting up with us because of jurisdiction. Cause we were in Idaho and he was in Spokane. We did not go in each other's area and talk. So there's no jurisdiction. There's no proof of him in Idaho. When we called Idaho cops of him committing the crime there, he only committed it in Spokane. So this guy's committing it in Indiana Indiana, excuse me. And so we have to go to him, have the conversation, contact police. Yeah, a lot of people, they uh, they don't understand that um, the American legal system, I, I don't, a lot of people like to crap on it. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it does work, but it's very slow. Justice is slow, and I don't think that uh, 
current laws have completely caught up to what is being exploited now. Right. I get messages even to this day, every, like every day, somebody asking if we can help catch someone in their area because police are not doing anything. Yeah, even me, I, I don't get as many requests as G does, but I've had a few people reach out and they tell me the situation and it's one of those, it's like, we can help expose them, but we don't have a badge. We're not cops. Like, that's not, we, we can't do that. And depending on where you're at and who they are, there's just so many variables. Having people that care and that will stick together, though, bound to have change. So keep an eye on your kids. Hashtag more punishment for predators. And just keep paying attention. Yeah, and you guys, uh, we'll, we'll link it today if you want to pre-hear uh, the gentleman. We'll link episode one below. If not, next week, you guys will hear a monster. Until next week, you guys. Banana cats. Banana cats. Much love. Peace.